Hello and welcome to the FSF Podcast Live Edition. Hello, kids and cadets. Welcome to the FSF Podcast. This is our live show, and this is kind of a new thing we're trying tonight. Uh, we're calling this Tea Time. And uh, we'll explain what that all means. But we just want to remind you that this is the show that came up with a joke about tea called Tissane in the Membrane. It's okay. We all know it's not funny. We're okay with it. Well, Ben isn't. Neither is Kathleen. But I am. And that's really all I cared about when I wrote it. So fooey on the rest of you. <laughs> oh. Anyway, before You're we welcome. get into tonight's show, uh, we need to say our thanks to our show partner, Level Up Sabres. So let's roll that beautiful nerd footage before Tim cuts me off. If if you noticed, I waited purposely for you to finish talking so that you no. would not feel that I was just randomly cutting you off for no apparent reason I'm whatsoever. Amazed. Well, I now we're really taking fast. too long, so we, we <laughs> roll the footage. Let's go. You boss me around. I'm in control now. My show. And you guys see those beautiful links. Click the link. Do the things. Lightsabers. There we go. Just that's my short sales pitch. Lightsabers. And chaos. <laughs> and chaos. And chaos. And yes, I I heard that as well. I'm not sure why Ben's microphone didn't mute when we went into video, but I had to mute it for him because he's like, I'm in control now. It's my show. <laughs> I was in control. Well, apparently. So hey, hey uh check. So yeah, guys, go check out that link there. That's the uh, the link for Level Up Sabers. That, of course, is down in the show notes down below. Uh, every time you guys purchase a a, 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 a a purchase a saber from Level Up Sabers, you out you not only do that to get something fun for it, but you also support our show in the process. So please go buy a saber, or or if you really want to, you might see this thing scrolling along the bottom, encouraging you to find some great bonus content down at Patreon. And that, of course, is patreon.com forward slash FSF podcast. And when you get there, there's all kinds of cool stuff there, you know, uh, ranging from one dollar to forty dollars. And uh, there's behind the scenes content. There's there's a whole bunch of bonus content. There's bloopers. I am the primary blooper maker. You're welcome. You may have already seen a little bit of that yet tonight. And uh, I am the blooper. Not great. Now all I can think of is. Look, it's the Brute Squad. I am the Brute Squad. Anyway. Uh, so, uh, and John is right. They are really awesome savers. They are even better than a stick, and we all love ours. So, um, there's many. Very, unfortunately, I have itchy ears as of late, and he got me the. There was one on video, and I don't know why he couldn't take it out. I think he took it out of the, the main video. I hope so. I don't recall it. But there's one of me just going to town because my ear itched so freaking bad and he's like yeah way, way to clean out your ears on the show there i'm like jerk so anyway there's that me and my blasted itchy ears with allergies i can't help it it is what it is so anyway there's that 
And now congratulations, everyone who is watching for knowing far too much about me. So, um, but yeah, so yeah, go check us out on, on Patreon. There's lots of cool stuff there and, uh, there's way better videos than just me itching my finger and looking like a twerp when doing it. So yes, sometimes um, he's also picking his nose. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I never pick my nose on camera. I shut off the camera, then I go to town. Big difference. <laughs> just digging for gold, just the entire length of your finger. I I eat it on camera. That's entirely no I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and look, we lost all our subscribers with one statement. The FSF podcast where we overshare because we care. We, exactly. Can we get that on a T-shirt? <laughs> I know a guy who can help us out. Yeah, exactly. I know a guy who can help us out with that. So, I'm pretty sure that merch will sell like crazy. We overshare because we care. We're gonna get at least we're gonna get at least three sales out of it. I'm pretty sure. It needs to be right up there with the thanks or the I like your personality. Thanks. It's the trauma. Exactly. It's unresolved trauma in my life. Thanks for noticing. Uh, speaking of, uh, new things in our lives, uh, you guys may have noticed we have a new live show banner. So we put this all together cause we have this fun little, this fun little Funko thing that we did to, to celebrate like Ben Jammin, uh, joining us. And, uh, yeah, so we're really, really happy about this. And, uh, yeah, so we just put this together. And as a reminder tonight, not only are, are we going to try something new here in just a moment with our show, like actually being together in an actual conversation, but. Um, we also have this that's brand new in our lives. We have a brand new, uh, um, Instagram page. I was, it's, it was coming. It was right there. We have a brand new Instagram page, which is dedicated solely to our, our monthly RPG, our star Wars RPG. And if I think it's at FSF podcast underscore RPG is the name of the show of the, the page channel rather. Uh, but I'll make sure and put that down in the show notes down below. And um, yes, we just want Dave Filoni to notice us. And if we can manage mm -hmm. that to happen, then things are going to be a-okay with everything and everyone. Uh, and so here's a sample of one of the pictures that's out there out on the page. It's a little less distorted on there. I may have stretched it a little too much. I tried putting it back to normal and it didn't quite work. So anyway, and then, yeah, but that's that. your nostrils. Exactly. I, I tried to put it back to normal and it didn't quite it, It's so great because you get to see some of the torment that our, our game master puts through, like, puts us through. The same almost person every whose session. name is on the screen. Yes. Uh -huh. us. The, the wonderful John Wass, who will, at one point, will kill us all. He's trying really hard. I will give him A for effort. He has tried very hard uh, mm -hmm. to get a TPK. He's come close. Danger close. Okay, so last uh, last session though was hilarious because we that killed was his plans to be. right quick. Yeah, that fight, like he thought that fight was gonna be like an hour and it was nope. twenty minutes. That it definitely helped that like three of us got rage. crits in a row. Like I think yeah. it was it was me, then it was Sam, then it was Edna. Kathleen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Kathleen yeah. as well. Just yeah, and she and she was raging at the same time. So you know, she got the Wookie rage bonus, and she got a mm -hmm. crit, and 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 this his, and that, uh, and this and that. Yeah, his big bad was in a puddle and over there, and with <laughs> a pair of boots over there. So just a smear across the wall within two turns. Yeah, yeah. when the when the Wookie does forty two 
points of damage and knocks the person to negative 35 hit points. It's all over but the but the GM's crying. So uh speaking of fun things though, let's let's uh we gotta just real quick we move on. So here's tonight. We're talking about this is tea time with the FSF podcast. And we're really excited to bring this on because, you know, and Ben can help us fill out this information a little more. But our, because this is Ben's idea, I'll give credit where credit is due. It's an opportunity for us to sit down and talk about some of the deeper things of sci-fi and pop culture. Not just that, oh, hey, golly, did you see the new version of Ahsoka, the new episode of Ahsoka? And what's that cool? And look at the, you know, how they, they you know, look at what they did with Thrawn. And it's going to be more than that. It's going to be, you know, uh, there will be discussions about pop culture and mental health. There will be discussions about how pop culture has influenced so many things, not just us, but, but you. And, and, and we want you guys to be part of this conversation as well. So as we're talking about the things in pop culture and sci-fi that have affected our lives and whatever the topic is for that night, please feel free to jump in, in the comments. And uh, you know, we'd love to add your comments into the conversation. If you have questions for, for any one of us along the time, you know, the time of the conversation, please put them in the comments and we'll get them on the screen and we will try to get those things answered. But before we jump into anything that is tea time related, we have something TM and tea time related. See what I did there? See what I did? Anyway, you tried. All right. You tried. I tried. It was a stumble and a fall. It wasn't any better than Tissane in the membrane. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to keep running on that one though. I, that, I think there's something there. We just got to, you know, you just got to no, scratch it long enough. <laughs> no, yes, there not. is. All right. So, uh, you may have noticed the picture there. We are giving away some some codes for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, the new animated movie that is out. Now, Mutant uh, Mayhem is available on digital today. Now, the notes are, after years of hiding, the Turtle Brothers set out to gain acceptance as normal teenagers and take on an army of mutants in this hilarious, action-packed adventure. Buy or rent Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem on digital today and get over 40 minutes of bonus content when you buy on digital. Available at all participating retailers, rated PG. Now, the great thing about this is, is not only is the uh, the movie funny, uh, because it's also available on Paramount Plus right now. Uh, so I, but it has a fantastic, and I do mean fantastic, uh, soundtrack. Like if you were a fan of '90s R&B, hip hop, all that kind of stuff, late '90s, early 2000s, it's fantastic. It's it's really placed. Uh, the music's placed in the right era for when, you know, the Turtles would have or could have been, you know, should have been coming out uh, in the, eight, you know, with 87 and all that kind of stuff. And I, okay, so as a non-spoiler, one of my absolute favorite things about this, somebody goes flying through a car window and inside the car, you're hearing the ninja rap by Vanilla Ice. It's like just chef's kiss for a throwback to uh, the live action Ninja Turtles 2. So, yeah. Go, Ninja. Go, Ninja. Go. Go, Ninja. Go, Ninja. Go. So. I'm very excited to see it. I still have not seen it. And by oh, the time I was able to, it was already gone. And I'm like, no. You know, so the, the, the thing that was the most difficult for me, and I'll just put this out there. The most thing that was the most difficult for me about this uh, was that it's got a kind of a, um, an unfinished, I call it an unfinished art style. Mm-hmm. It, so it's kind of hazy around the outside, but right in the center where the things are happening, it's very finished and kind of it, it's, but what it only takes a couple seconds to get used to that. But w- once you kind of get past that going, Oh, well, this is kind of a weird art style. What's going on there. 
I thought it was just for the introduction. It's for the whole thing. But uh, yeah, it's very good. And I strongly recommend this movie. So let's ask a trivia question and let's give away a code. So uh, first person to answer this question gets the code. We'll get it to you after the show. Okay. So the question is, what villain was introduced in season one, episode two of TMNT of 1987 and would be a villain for the next eight seasons? So what villain was introduced in season one, episode two of TMNT in 1987 and would be there for the next eight seasons? Can I answer and get the code? No. Okay. Negatory, my good man. I mean, it's the answer's right there. I could just... <laughs> well, I know that you know. Uh, and is it the better is it a better soundtrack than Across the Spider-Verse? Uh, they're very strong in each in their own ways. Better? I don't know that I can say that it's better. So, how's that for an answer? For a non-answer? While we're waiting for our one of our wonderful viewers to answer the question, the reason Mutant Mayhem looks that way is because of Spider-Verse. Right. So, is this trivia I've... question related to a recently released interview? It might possibly sort of kind of might could be. <coughs> anyway, so uh, if you've listened to that episode, you know exactly who the who the villainous party is. Anyway, all right, we'll come back to that. We'll we'll ask it again in a minute here. Uh, see if we can get anybody else to answer it. All right. So uh, tonight during our tea time episode. Uh, we are all enjoying, I'm going to put that picture right back up on the screen because this is officially now tea time with the FSF podcast. Uh, we are all enjoying some tea from the fine folks over at Jesse's Tea House. So we have three, we each have three different flavors right now. I am, and I'm pretty sure I am going to horribly mispronounce this, but it's called the Long Gin, mm-hmm. I believe. Long Gin Green Tea. So... That's what that looks like. And uh, this is from Jesse's Tea House again. Now, they're not sponsoring the show, but if they would like to be a sponsor of the show, we are certainly open for, for discussion. Um, and I'm going to assume that says Jesse's Tea House over there. I have no idea. Yes, yes, it does. Uh, I have the Muganshan. I'm also probably horribly mispronouncing it. I really like this tea. It is honestly my favorite green tea. Incredibly smooth, just kind of like... It's almost like a peachy kind of like light taste to it throughout the whole thing and it's so good so i have the same one as there you go okay you also have the the moganashan yes uh and we are all uh sipping out of our wonderful little kitty cat tea mugs (laughs) we're all very happy about it yeah and yes as i have changed my little headline now that my tea is actually tea it smells like canned spinach. Ben slowly. At least it doesn't smell like hamster food anymore. All right, so I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave the the trivia question up on the screen uh, while we talk. So that way, if somebody wants to answer that and win a code for the TMNT Mutant Mayhem, uh, we will certainly make sure that you have one. And uh, so. Um, I should also apparently close my window. Stupid neighbors and their stupid children. 
All right. I think Kathleen's doing the TT wrong. She might be. Probably. All right. So, guys, our topic for tonight is what does science fiction and pop culture mean to you? So, like I said, we're all drinking out of our teacups that uh, Ben was so nice to send to us. Um, I'm going to put the lid back on so you can see what it looks like because it's a a little tea cat. We had already talked about our tea cats while you were typing. Yes, I know. I know. Uh, It's also, if you look at it this way, it's got a little belly button. That little thing on the front, that's a belly button. And if you tip it over, uh, there's a little paw print on the bottom. And I find that so cute. Yeah, I saw the toe beans on the bottom. I can't really tip it over because, you know, tea. Um, And no, Kathleen was struggling with the fact that she could hear her neighbor's children. Mm. And they were being obnoxious. (laughs) So you want to know what I just noticed? What? Okay, so I thought that that was like a belly button or, or, or the tail. I thought that was uh-huh. the tail, but I just realized that the tail is the handle. So I am very observant person, and this is going swimmingly, I, I, I might add. Shut up, Ben. <laughs> All right. But All this right, is actually let's... a very high-quality tea, loose-leaf tea and everything. Very nice. No tea bags here. No tea bags here. That's true. I got one right I here. Put it away. I thought about just getting the string out of a tea bag and putting it on the outside of my cup just to mess with you tonight. Fighting I'll words. say that for next month. Fighting words. We do not accept hot leaf juice here. We only have tea. But anyway. Anyway. So yeah. Uh, All right. So yeah, let's talk about what science fiction and pop culture means to us. Uh. So yeah, that's the overall arching question. Now there's a couple other sub questions we need to answer below that that kind of help us get to the point of our topic help us get to the you know kind of round the horn uh, on this so but i'm going to answer that first one overall what does science fiction pop culture mean to you uh uh sorry al no the the uh the villain is not shredder so unfortunately no that is not it and kathleen is doing the tea thing very wrong Mm-hmm. So, um, so what does pop culture mean to me? Pop culture is is every, part of every aspect of our life. Uh, you know that that was one of the reasons why we, when we started this show, it was kind of important to me. And that's when Kathleen and I were doing pop culture addicts. Why we did that show is because pop culture is it's 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 part of everything wrapped around our life. You know everything that we do, everything that we touch, everything that we see somehow, some way is influenced with by pop culture. And so, to me, pop culture, you know, uh, yeah, it's it's a critical part of who and what we are and what we do and why we do it. Oh, yeah. Very, very similar. It's also pop culture is so unbelieving, unbelievably important in a way that a lot of people don't understand. Like, when you think pop culture and sci-fi and stuff like that, there are very key images that pop into your head but those are also affected by more pop culture and sci-fi of the time. Like, when you look at Darth Vader, the most powerful villain you could possibly, like, imagine straight off the top of your head, Darth Vader was inspired by Doctor Doom of the Fantastic Four. Right. So you have another thing that was already there that inspired another thing that... And just... You yeah, know, Dr. turtles Doom all the way and down. Samurais and and uh, Hiro. Uh, I can't remember his name. Kurosawa. 
Thank you. Yeah, Kurosawa. Yeah, my brain just went completely dead. Kurosawa uh, films, but, which also yeah. inspired Western films. Mm-hmm. So all those cowboy movies with John Wayne, you can thank Samurais for that. Exactly. Again, which you just broke on a whole stacks, lot of redneck brains. <laughs> what do you mean my movies is, is Asian-related? Mm-hmm. So, anyway, so we got that going for us. There's ah. your bad impression for the night. But but these kinds of things are just they they make personalities. Like I always say that I'm like five topics just smashed into a, a human suit. That's kind of it. Yeah. Uh, John says the Magnificent Seven is a Western port of Seven Samurai. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Like almost to the T. To the T. Oh. See, I can make a funny T joke. Yours was better than Tim's. All right, Ben stealing my shine. He is done for the night. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Kathleen's insulting him. I'm surprised she's not gone yet, too. Hi, Ben. How Hi. dare you? <laughs> I am in control. This is my... Anyway. Um, I, I heard computer. earlier. <laughs> I'm pretty sure somebody did earlier. It was acting like it was. Holy crow. Oh, yeah. But I, I forgot to mention that pop culture and sci-fi are not just thing that like stacks on top of each other it affects everyone's life too i mean like this these wonderful little touch screen phones these exist because star trek yeah touch screens oh, and stuff like that started in star trek i mean i can't remember the exact name of the person but the guy who invented the blackberry was trying to make the tricorder from star trek Hmm. I believe that. And then that started the wave of smartphones and things like that. And it's just, it affects every aspect of our lives. So it's great. What about what, what you, yeah. Kathleen? What about Kathleen? I, it's hard because it is, like you said, it is every aspect of our life. And like, I think specifically with me, like growing up in a nerd house, growing up with nerd parents, the, I, so many people have that, that moment of remembering the first time they watched Star Wars I don't because I was too little to remember watching it for the first time. Like it's literally part of me. I don't remember like the big Vader reveal. Cause it was just, it, we, it was something we watched and it is just, it is so much of every day. And then realizing, like you said, with the, with smartphones and the, we are constantly living in the future that we've, watched and dreamed of in our shows is pretty cool. Like, mm-hmm. I hope that makes sense. I'd like Brain to point out, though, I'd like to point out, though, that for as much as we're living in the future that we watched and dreamed about, where are our hoverboards? And more importantly, where is my dang jetpack and flying car? That's what I want to know. I'd so, rather have the replicator. Oh, man. I just like, especially if like it could just scan my head and then make me what I'm craving without me having to figure out what it is. <laughs> Just figuring out what you want. Yes. I want the thing, make the thing appear. Cause I know that we've all had that moment where we're like, Oh man, something sounds really good. What do I want? And you have like, to like go through the urge by for food, but you don't know what. Yes. It's like, it's and it's gone. the, like, I know that I want, I want gooey cheesy. Okay. But do I want, Italian gooey cheesy or Mexican gooey cheesy? Like, 
complicated. Mm-hmm. Typically, I always want gooey cheesy, though. It doesn't matter. So, yeah, usually when I have those feelings where I'm like, I want something. What do I want? Taco Bell. It's an unreasonably late hour, and Taco Bell's no longer open, and that's what I want. So, yeah. I mean, I could go make Taco Bell-ish items out in the kitchen, but that requires work. It's not Taco Bell, though. It's not. You need that artificial to to be proper Mm -hmm. Taco Bell. You need the pretend meat. Mm -hmm. And... (laughs) If you're not in the bathroom for 45 minutes afterwards, is it really Taco Bell? Exactly. So... I do have like the the Taco Bell brand seasonings for tacos that you can buy at the grocery store. Those are surprisingly good. Yeah, they're they're, they're close. They get you in the ballpark. They're literally designed chemically to be good. But I need they... I need lower quality beef the next time I do. <laughs> <sighs> you could still taste the cow when you when you have right? actual it, it beef with it. Did like food and not like Taco Bell. <laughs> So, yeah, so uh, I think it's easy to say that for each of us, pop culture is important. It's the reason why we do this show. It's the reason why we like to have people on. And each one of our guests every week that we have on, it's not just because they said yes. That's a big plus. We we do appreciate mm-hmm. them saying yes and coming on the show. But nine times out of ten, it's because they've done something in their life that has influenced, affected us in some way. Like we were just talking about. Our guest uh, from this past week, this fellow right here, Pat Fraley, voice actor, iconic voice actor, hint, 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 um, who, when I was just so excited to hear him do the inter- introduction for the show, I loved mm-hmm. doing research about him for for the interview because there were so many animation that or animated shows rather that he worked on when I while I was a kid and you know l- late. You know, uh, early Wait, teens, late. That, well, they were still etching them out on stone, but yeah. And they were still uh, black and white. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and John's not entirely convinced that Taco Bell is actually beef. You're well, nobody really is, to be honest with you. It's John. as beef as the tuna at Subway is tuna. I mean, they oh. do say in their ingredients beef product, so take that into consideration. When you're when you're in when your ingredients say beef ish. Yeah, it's a problem. <laughs> You're like, um, but yeah. So I mean, I was very excited to have Pat Fraley on the show. Very excited to talk with him, and it's and it, you know, our interviews are always more than just, well, tell me about this episode and what was it like to do this character. I mean, sometimes we ask some of those questions, but we, I think we, pri- each of us prides ourselves on not asking the same four questions that every other podcast mm-hmm. asks, and right. I like. And I like knowing what makes people tick. How did you get to become the person you are? And and why, you know, and that's why I want to have you on the show is because I like to know what makes people tick. And so for me, that's a very cool aspect of our show. And that's a very cool aspect of pop culture to me because so many times I've found that the people that we've interviewed, they're bringing stuff from real life into their characters. Like Pat right. Fraley tells us a story about how he brought uh, so much from real life into one of his characters. How his know? one his one character voice is like part Jewish mother, and it's fantastic. Yeah, and when you hear him explain it and break it all down for you, you go, "Oh yeah, yeah." Well, oh, that yeah. makes so much sense now, and I I absolutely love that. So yeah, um, it, Pat Fraley, hint hint hint. 
It's also with the inverse in our one of our prior interviews with Jessica Ray, how the fake can influence the real world. Oh, sure, Jessica yeah. Ray with the White Tiger Power Ranger from Wild Force talking about like the Make a Wish Foundation and the kids that she mm-hmm. met through that as a Power Ranger and then meeting them later on in life after they've overcome their sickness and just the absolute ecstatic feeling of seeing these people right. 10, 15 years later or something like that and just going, oh, you're still here. Mm-hmm. This is right. great. No camera, please. Yeah, because... Yeah, because you can't you can't watch that interview and hear her talk about that and not go, oh yeah, pop culture is not important. Yeah, right, and we've had we've had a couple of others who've talked about um, being at cons and having people tell them that their performance in whatever and their character saved their life. It came at a time that they needed that that they they needed that inspiration. They needed that that character, and it's so true. It is Absolutely. so true that we mm-hmm. we find these characters that either have similar situations to we to ours or whatever that we connect with, we sympathize with, and they can literally save our lives. Like yeah. that's huge. I the, um to, to we had a, a little, oh sorry, go on. I was just gonna just quickly uh, kind of double up on her statement. So the interview that I and I don't know if you, this is the one you're thinking about, Kathleen, but I was thinking about our interview with Cal Dodd. The, who played Wolverine in X Men? He told a story about how a, a man came to the to the the Comic Con that he was at, and um, you know he him and his daughter both were both highly autistic and had problems with physical touch with people they didn't know. And he walked up. He actually took off his gloves, went to go shake Cal Dodd's hand, and I believe he even gave him a hug, even gave Cal a hug. Mm-hmm. and like immediately had to like walk away and, and the guy's wife walked up and like with tears in her eyes trying to explain to Cal just how momentous that mm-hmm. that really was and how much that really meant because he loved this guy absolutely freaking loved Wolverines and I want to say he had to take off his gloves because he had Wolverine claw gloves on but right <laughs> but you know even, even in our interview with Cal talking to him because Wolverine was my X-Men with mm-hmm. with the yeah. X-Men cartoon, Wolverine was my favorite. Like mm-hmm. I, I told Cal the story about playing X-Men on the playground in elementary school and having my friends be like, Oh, well, you should be Storm or you should be Rogue or you should be and I'm like, No, I'm Wolverine. Like, just because I'm a Say girl. That again, bub. Right? And I may have pushed <laughs> one of my friends off of a snow pile. Like it was the no, I'm Wolverine. <laughs> Deal with it. Like but- that's another thing I wanted to say is like that isn't just for the people that play these characters it's anyone so I do cosplay as much as I can because I love cosplay and one of my just absolute core memories of my life is one of the first times I go to New York Comic Con Uh, my little brother he was seven his birthday is the first week of October which is the which is Comic Con in New York Mm -hmm. I go out I had to beg my parents to let me take him because even as a little kid, he is just as much of a nerd as I am. But we go out. I'm at this booth. I'm looking at some of the stuff. I'm like, all right, I'm going to talk to this man right here and buy something. Don't move. (laughs) Don't move. And I look up. I buy the thing. I turn back and my brother's gone. So I immediately panic. I'm running around looking for a seven-year-old in New York Comic Con in the Javits Center thousands and thousands of other people and 
in the distance, I hear a booming voice calling my name. And there is yes, Superman <laughs> holding my brother all the way up in the air, just booming my name over the crowd. I'm just like, oh my god! And I run up, I go to my brother, I'm like, what happened? What happened? He's like, I got lost. I'm like, why didn't you go to security? Why didn't you go to the, the police or anything? And he goes, but I know Superman. Okay, that's this hard to guy, argue with, though. This guy could have just been like, mm, pass him off to the cops, pass him off to security, I don't care, not my problem. But he saw this little kid who walked up to him and went, I can't find my brother, and went, this looks like a job for Superman. And then did it. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah, that's, I love about the pop culture cool. aspect, is that it influences people for the better. It's so great. The, the, the guy cosplaying as Darth Vader at Monroe that kept following me around and just heavy breathing behind me to scare me. <laughs> yeah, that. Oh, it was so funny. Uh, like, but, it just happened uh, once, and then he realized it was funny, so then he sought me out and did it a couple other times. And I'm like, dude, that is not fair. I know that Vader's not real, but that's so really scary to hear behind you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just the... <sighs> yes! In like, the distance, like... Waiting in line for, like, corn dogs Rogue One something. hallway scene flashbacks. <laughs> you know, but, and, and as much as I, okay. I love cosplay, one of the things I love most about... Because I, I don't cosplay, but I mean... Mainly because I just haven't found the right chubby dude to cosplay other than Chris Farley. You don't need to. You could yeah, be yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. the heck you I know. You want. I can be. I know. Thor. Trust me. Trust me. I have thought about doing dad bod Thor. Um, but but uh, it's more likely that I'm going to be chubby Han Solo. So, uh, But one of the things I do love about people who go out and cosplay is that they are so proud of their cosplay. Oh. And to be able to Absolutely. sit down, when you know, and, and and so we were just at Monroe Pop Fest, and people walking through, and just say, "Hey, tell me about your cosplay." That's all you have to say, mm -hmm. and you have started a conversation with your new best friend. And we, ha I had so much fun just finding out about people's cosplay and 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 watching. Um, not funny, John. Not funny at all. But okay, a little funny. So uh, <laughs> I, mean... I was thinking too. Oh, that's uh, so. I was that's totally dirty. That's dirty. <laughs> anyway, so. Uh, <laughs> uh, but but yeah. no, asking a question to a cosplayer, asking like a "Hey, tell me about your cosplay." Not even specifics. You just say, "Tell me about it." Yeah. You have at least four hours of them just so, being like, "Hey." Especially if it's like, I found especially if it's not a character that I recognize. That I'm yeah, like, exactly. hey, so I don't know this character. Is this something, is this somebody you've created? Is this somebody that I just don't know about yet? Right. I'm like, so I like, cosplay as their D&D characters. Oh, yeah, I love Which those. Which I think is really cool because okay. it's something that's so special and important to them because it's it's their mind, mm -hmm. their creation, and they're inserting themselves into pop culture. And I yes. think that's fantastic. It, it's um, almost better when you do know the niche character they're playing, like they're dressed up as, and you're just like... You and they're like, just mm -hmm. instant, just oh, yeah. light up. I've got, oh, I've got that happened this last year. I'll look it up while you talk. Okay, so that happened this this past uh, well, that, yeah, last weekend at at uh, at uh, Monroe Fest. So, 
there was a guy that that walked out and uh uh sorry jay not baxter stockman um but uh this guy walked out and he and now i know i know exactly this much about warhammer 40k okay i know nothing mm-hmm. about it never done anything with it but this guy walked out and i was told he was in a techno union priest outfit or something like that that he made from scratch he built it himself yeah he won first place by the way um so but yeah and uh hi homies great fit with ben now to replace tim and a perfect show well you know we've been told we've i've been told worse tim i don't know if you can pull up the picture that i sent to her our chat uh hold on one second and i will yeah, a minute. but oh yeah the kathleen's similar to what you're gonna say mm-hmm. seeing people that were in the first like the first campaign cosplaying is that before it got like huge oh yeah i was out there i'm just like i know you and they're like mm-hmm. i have so many pictures from comic-con with every single character that i could find i'm just like yes i got the whole group it was so great oh i have a little tiny puppy dog next to me snoring and it's so adorable i love it but i just sorry you were gonna say things but like you said when you know that niche character when you know the character and you're like oh my gosh it's xyz character and the look of excitement they get when they're like oh you know because then you instantly bond over that like over the Mm -hmm. hey you like the same show that i do and that's huge. Right. Yeah, and that is that is a really friends. big Yeah, that is a really big deal. I mean, if you can have that connection, if you can have that that understanding of who and what somebody is, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um unfortunately that didn't happen with me with with the Warhammer guy, but it was still a, a really really very cool really very cool thing. But I think uh, that that's something that we lose as adults is we don't know how to just make friends with people. So yeah, so this is Renfest last year. I saw this lady and I'm like, oh my gosh, you're not the brave. And she's like, yeah, I am. You know who not is? I'm like, yeah, I know who not is. I'm like, can I get a picture with you? Because that is the coolest cosplay. I, so- I am currently making a Caleb Widogast cosplay. Because <gasps> I need to be my very, very depressed arsonist wizard. Oh my gosh, I know. So, so Tim, yes. And yes, John, you did miss it. This is a critical role character, Tim. So Okay. But it was the like I saw the mask on her waistband and I'm like, wait a second. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Giving the kids the coins to toss it at Witcher cosplays is really fun. I actually did that at one point. Uh they had uh Yeskier kind of dancing around <laughs> at uh one of the conventions I was at <laughs> with a Geralt, and I pulled out a quarter, I'm just like boop. Oh and yeah, we, whacked we, him we in the bought... chest, and he looked at it, looked up, picked up the corner, uh, the quarter, and pocketed it, and kept going. I'm like, we I almost died. We just Thanks, we bought like a thing of like pirate gold coins on Amazon before we went to Renfest last year, and handed them to like my daughter and my nephew. Both had a pocket full of them, so that anytime we saw a Witcher, they could toss the coins to the Witcher. Oh. And then this year, oh, my I... nephew went as a leprechaun, so he was giving people gold coins because he was a leprechaun. That's dangerous, though. That's actually a bad omen. You don't want that. Yeah, it's the same right. thing. It so it's the same thing as a uh, no face. Like mm-hmm. you don't want gold from those things. Nope. 
No, but you don't tell the nine-year-old that. You just let him go around and mess with people. But when it comes to, like, a combo of Renfest and cosplayers and stuff, I went to a Renaissance fair as uh, Ezio Alditore from Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. Actual Renaissance. Uh, <laughs> instead of medieval. Uh, but I found another assassin. Uh-huh. And we Sorry. went up to the, the guild booth and both signed up as the Assassin's Guild, and we would literally, like, appear behind people and, like, just go... Because I, I have a working hidden blade. It's got, oh, a, yeah. like, a blunted edge to it, so it's not actually going to cut anyone. But I'd literally go up to them, and they would just see a knife cut just anyone. go... Shoo! And they're like, what? It's like, you've been killed by the Assassin's Guild. Nice. <laughs> or I would so- say something ominous, like someone would put a hit out on, like the queen or the king and me and this guy actually got to the king accidentally bumped shoulders with him and just uh what was the guy's name who put out the hit I- i'm just gonna make up a name because i can't remember it but I- like i Bob. accidentally bumped shoulders and just said like reginald sends his regards <laughs> i love and he it felt the poke and he's like what i'm like you died and i kept going <laughs> i killed the king of the fair and just kept going <laughs> so much last year at the grand rapids comic-con last november they had the uh the bounty hunters guild going out Mm -hmm. and and doing bounties on people uh and so you could come up and you could like if i wanted uh if ben was there dressed up i could i could go have him bountied for a certain amount like they would send out their people and it was all for charity, and then they'd take a picture of him and bring him back, and they'd do this picture thing with him. It was really very cool. It was part of the, the 501st, uh, mm-hmm. and they had uh, this whole Mandalorian section of people dressed up like Mandos and and uh, you know with bounty doing all bounty hunter stuff. It was it was super cool. Um, I have pictures of John somewhere being held at gunpoint by a bunch of troopers. I I've had that too, uh, dressed as Obi Wan Kenobi. I had a whole bunch of, like, clone troopers. <laughs> One of them just goes, Order 66, and turn to me, and I'm like, nope. All right, uh, we're going to ask, real quick, I'm going to ask a trivia oh. question to give everybody a chance because so, nobody's under- getting the first one, so we'll see if anybody can get trivia question two, which is, who invented the mousers to go after Splinter and the Turtles? Get it right. You'll be the first person to get this right, and you get a TMNT Mutant Mayhem digital code. For a free copy of the digital movie. Can I answer this one? No, you can't. Oh, okay. Also, Tim, totally not related to our show tonight, but happy seventh anniversary of being my friend. It's only seven years? Man, it seems way Only seven years. Right? But they say that friendships that last seven years last forever. Aww. Aww. How can I no. say yeah, I, I had a friend that I had for like 15 years that doesn't talk to me anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, there's always the exception. Congratulations on being the exception to the rule, Ben. Way to go. I don't have uh, many friends. Yay. You have us. <laughs> you have us. <laughs> All right. That hey, let's make talk. It better. That's probably making it worse. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jason, this may have been your question, you know, but uh, hey, who knows? Um, so yeah, uh, let's let's move on to one of the other questions we talked about uh, we have in here. Key memories that help shape who you are today, uh, as it comes to pop culture, is uh, definitely Star Wars for me. Mm-hmm. It has to be 
because I, you know, I, I, I have such, you know, um, such, such just want uh, of getting to know more about Star Wars and finding out more about Star Wars. As soon as I saw Return of the Jedi, that made me want to go back and, and watch the other ones. I remember my dad, every time that he would go, you know, it was kind of his thing back in the day on, on Friday and payday, he'd stop at the local video store and rent a laser disc player. And we'd watch movies on Laserdisc. And you're dating yourself really. I know I am, and I'm okay with it. I'm 46. It's gonna happen. Um, you know, I'm almost 50. Uh, but uh, and I'm gonna be a grandpa in March, so I'm just I'm just steering into the skid. It is what I it still is. I love that you're gonna be a grandpa. Well, this makes my heart happy. It makes my well, heart happy think. too. I'm pretty excited about it. I can't wait few... to share my nerd my nerdiness with my grandson. I can't wait to sit him on my lap and be like, all right, boy, this is Star Wars and this is why it's important. Those are the key memories that I'm looking forward to making because those are the key memories that got made for me. Mm. I want to pass those things forward. And I am so blasted excited about that. Whether my kid wants me to do it or not, it's happening. Suck it, Trebek. It's going to happen. So you, you do have to be careful when you're turning 50 because an old man in a gray robe might show up and ask you to help group of short people find oh, gold true. in a mountain so <laughs> never say yes to the adventures from the wizards no you might miss dinner you might miss dinner you might forget your pocket handkerchief and more importantly you might accidentally find an heirloom that will destroy the world that, is that really more but important what about, than dinner? but what about second breakfast would i miss that too yes all of the meals you will unfortunately miss well then i'm not going all right, so I just drank the the Bilo Bilo Chin Bilo Chan. Are you trying all of them tonight? Heck yeah, I am. So I just drank Why? that one. These things can be steeped like ten times each. What are you? Well, now you tell me that my grass clippings are usable, reusable. I said that weeks ago. <laughs> Did you? Oh, okay. Yes. This is not a one and done. I've been using the exact same leaves the entire time, and I used them before we actually started uh, the podcast. What? Do you... Whoopsies! <laughs> Hold on, I'm just gonna reach back in there and grab some things. Okay. All right. Second, sec, second time. Okay, we just we're just reusing now. Um, third breakfast, by the way, is Jason's favorite. I agree. Dishonor on, on you. Dishonor right. on your cow. Dishonor on your family. All right. Ailsan, very good. You have won. It is Baxter Stockman. Baxter made them, and uh, Shredder used them against Splitter and Turtles in mass production. So Baxter made them, and Splint, uh, Shredder used them. Um, so here's what I want you to do, uh, uh, Ail. If you would, please send me a, an email. And I'm going to put it right up here on the screen, right here at info at, uh, that is not the right email address. I may have typed that a little too fast. Info at fsfpopcast.com. Let's try this again. All right, let's try this one. All right. So that is the correct email address. So, Ale, if you will send me an email there, I will send you a, a digital code of your movie so that you can have that for later and, and watch it. And thank you for getting the question right there, bud. Hope you enjoy it. Is it ale or AIE son? 
Aos? That's an I. Okay, I thought that it was an That is an I. That's why I'm like, why are you calling them ale? <laughs> because I'm looking at it on the, on the smaller screen. I wasn't looking at it in the comments section. He in hasn't the, gotten his trifocals yet. I'm looking through my bifocal. Shut up. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it's a thing. It really is a thing. But uh, uh, this guy right here, <laughs> Aie-san, please send me, uh, and I'm sure I horribly mispronounced that. I am very sorry. But send me an email at info at FSF popcast.com and i will make sure to email you your digital copy and thank you very much um i'm watching camilla the chicken lead an ensemble of poultry and performing a cover of forget you by Celia green the pop culture mashup is amazing yeah that sounds john i'm gonna i'm gonna need a link <laughs> gonna it's in the it's chat. in the muppets movie yeah i don't care but i, I still need another link of it because i want to watch it now and i don't want to have to go searching for it I'm lazy, therefore, send me the link. Um, but so, yeah, there's that. All right. Oh, boy. Uh, key memories. Back to that. I will be yeah. back. You guys talk about key memories. There's strange sounds. I'll be right back. <laughs> uh, key memories for me is so difficult to point to just one main thing of pop culture because I could talk on end about Star Wars. One of my key memories was with Star Wars was going to see Phantom Menace in theaters <coughs> in 99 and then Thank immediately you, immediately going to the dog shelter and picking a new dog for my family. Oh, that's That's cool. how we that's how we got our dog Chewbacca. Because we just saw Star Wars literally like an hour prior, then went to go pick up a new puppy. And, and everyone's like, Chewy? what are we going to name cool. it? I'm just like, Chewy! Nice. I mean, it I have definitely... a dog named, I have a dog named Finn. His full legal name was FN2187. That's actually the same thing with one of my other family dogs, Trooper. His full name is Stormtrooper. Nice. Love it. All right, just real quick, question number three. If you get if you're the first one to answer this question, we will also send you a code for a TMNT Mutant Mayhem uh, digital code, so you can have the movie for free if you answer this question. Shredder used an alien gemstone to transform a Chinese food container into a giant animal. What kind of mythical beast was the animal? So anyway, first person to get that correct, you get a code. So yeah, I mean, and I got a cat named Vader. There you go. It, um, we had a dog named Hank. He was named after Hank from, you know, Beast, Hank McCoy. Mm -hmm. you know, uh, I had a uh, friend who had a cat named Tuvok. So Star Trek as well. Nice. The, there like are that. so many, so many things. There's so many great names out in myth. You know, if we're just talking about animals and just the naming of animals, there's so many great names out in pop culture that you can use for naming of animals and having fun with your animals and, and all these different things. So it makes for a really great, uh, you know, a great, it's a great time. You know, um, when my kids were little, we had gotten them a brand new puppy and I thought for sure, cause we had, we told the kid, both the boys, uh, cause Kendall was not, uh, a part of our lives yet. So it was just the two boys and we got a, a Sharpay puppy. And I was like, you can name them whatever you want. But they were so big into DC comics and they were watching the Justice League all the time. And I had just painted their room like one wall. It was each color. Like this wall was red for the Flash. This wall was green for Green Lantern. Uh, that wall 
was blue for uh, Superman and there was a black wall for Batman. And, you know, and the inside of the closet was yellow mm. and uh, for Aquaman. And, you know, I thought for sure when I said, hey, you guys can name him whatever you want. I, I, I would have bet money on the fact we were getting a dog named Batman. Mm-hmm. I mean, because they were at the right age for them to name something Batman and, and you know, call it a day. My sister tried to name me Batman. Well, what did you end up naming the dog? Uh, Digit, actually. Be- okay, so there's actually a really good, there's a really good explanation for this. So Parker was, uh, I don't remember what, he, he couldn't have been more than 10. But they were talking about numbers in school, and and numbers were also called digits. And mm-hmm. we were adding a new number to our family, a new digit oh. to our family. And so he wanted to name the dog Digit. This makes me think of Digit from Cyberchase. So, uh, and Jason loves this version of the show. Yeah, we're having fun with it. I it's, think it's great just to talk. Just to talk. <laughs> we're we're having fun talking. It's it's not. Oh, we got to play a game, and it's it's not a forced feature. It's just a conversation. Um, <laughs> I, I, I wish your name was Batman. <laughs> I do too, honestly. Uh, yeah, there we go. Her, his cat's yeah. name is Nymeria. Nymeria Patrice, if we're being technical. Yes. Question I, three uh, is still available, guys. You guys can still win a digital code. Uh, for for Jason, I I kind of made a show as an excuse to hang out and talk with my friends. It works. It works. It definitely works. So that that's actually the same logic behind the friendship onion with uh oh my brain is blanking on their actual names but Merry and Pippin from the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Uh <laughs> but I know who you're talking about. Boyd, Dominic Monaghan. There we yeah. go. <laughs> I'm like I can do this. <laughs> my brain Them is so fried. Fellers. Yeah, I my brain is so fried on the Lord of the Rings cuz uh yesterday, was it yesterday? No, 2 days ago, Saturday. I spent the entirety of the day watching the whole extended trilogy, all nice. 13 hours of it. Because uh, technically Respect. my birthday is tomorrow, but I'm working tomorrow, so I celebrated on Saturday. So, yay Respect. me. So, yeah. So, I, so yeah, there's Jesse lots of... I haven't really gotten to do the key memories thing yet because I needed more Okay. Wine. All right, what so key memory key for you. There are a lot. Um... <laughs> Which seems to be I mean, the case. It, that's true. It's a lot for all of us, though. I mean, that's kind of the thing, right? Yeah. Um, so, like I said, growing up in a nerd house in 2005, when the when Doctor Who came back with Christopher mm-hmm. Eccleston, my dad saw that that Doctor Who was on BBC and did the "Oh, guys, we have to watch this." I used to watch this when um, I used to watch this when your mom and I first got married. We watched this together. You guys. We should watch this. You should like you. You're gonna like it. I'm like okay. Honestly, the Rose episode is not the best episode in the world to start somebody on. Um, because it's is kind that of the one where the, is that the one with like their the 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 plastic people come back? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an awful episode. It is an awful episode, but it was so funny. Is like we got to the end of that episode and I went, yeah, no, I need to watch more of this. This is this is cheesy and campy and awful, and I love it. Okay, um, but when I say awful, I, it, it, it was good. I did watch more, but I watched it the whole time going, these are some of the worst practical effects I think mm-hmm. I've ever seen oh, in my life. 
And I think that that's actually one of the things that I really appreciate about Doctor Who and about BBC productions sure. in general is they haven't upgraded their technology that much. Like, oh, no, they, they've upgraded their technology. It's just they're trying to make an entire show off of a budget of like three paper clips and a piece of string. Mm -hmm. That's true. That seems generous. That, yeah, yeah, that's a generous. <laughs> that's what donations. But they got brand new like CGI sometimes, <laughs> brand new cameras, all 1080p, 4K. But they're still building Daleks out of plungers. Oh yeah, and whisks. Uh, Metal trash. I, I think I think Bob's got a new iPhone. <laughs> yeah, they're filming it on an iPhone. But but it's funny is like I remember watching these things with my with my family and with my parents. And I mean, not like my siblings too, because like my brothers took me to go see Phantom Menace when it came out. And that was okay. awesome because that was my first experience getting to see Star Wars on like movie theater screen. Otherwise, it was the TV that we had at home that I think growing up, it was a it might have been a 30 inch like it wasn't it wasn't tube a giant TV. TV. It was a 30 inch tube TV that um, shooting electrons at your face. And then like Back the, TV in the day, though, had, a 30 inch TV was pretty big. That was though. pretty big. And then, like, when we upgraded, we upgraded to a 40 or a 42, also tube. But then our house got struck by lightning, and somehow the TV survived, but only in the color orange. Huh. <laughs> like, for the longest time, we had a TV that was only in the color orange. Everything on TV was orange. It was very strange. Okay, so, oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Hold, 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 hold on. Please tell me, though, that at that point you put another TV on top of it for picture and use the one below for sound. Please say yes. Please say yes. Please say yes. Please it was on the table in front of it. Yes! Ow, that hurt. Because the stupid TV was, like, 90 pounds, and so my brothers moved the one up from the basement. Yes, watching football on that TV was super freaking weird. I'm not going to admit the fact orange that, that goes TV... here, orange blip goes there, orange blip goes here. Orange I'm, goes there. I'm not going to admit that the TV that was only in orange was when my husband and I were dating. That's just sad, but it is. <laughs> but then like with talking about like Lord of the Rings, because so I when when the Lord of the Rings movies came out, my friends were watching it. I hadn't really it wasn't something I was interested in at that point. And then my friends started watching it and they're like, but but Orlando Bloom and but Viggo Mortensen. And I mean. 13 year old girl how else are you gonna get me to watch movies like that um well yeah <laughs> i, I mean, mean everybody's understandable got everybody's got their gateway but then i remember telling my dad that my friends were talking about going and seeing the lord of the rings movies or that they had seen them and they had them on dvd and i'm like is that okay for me to watch like because little kid making sure that it was something he wasn't going to object to and he's like yeah i read those books i loved those books I actually spray painted Frodo lives on a on a bridge when I was in my teens, mm -hmm. and I'm like, "Yeah, what? That, no, that was an actual like it political was. movement. It was, yeah, like I heard about that. That's still going around. How, how is wait? How what? Frodo lives. Yeah, it, it's, yeah. How is that? How is that a political movement? Oh God, hang on, I gotta. Yeah. It's complicated, but it's there. But I will keep typing. I'm going to try and while, find a synopsis keep, while Kathleen... Yes, I will keep talking while Ben types. But finding out these little things about, oh, yeah, no, my, my parents did X, Y, Z, and then learning about these different aspects of pop culture from my parents. Like, my dad, my dad introduced me to Douglas Adams, and 
Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and Long Dark Tea Time of the Soul, and <laughs> Tim, Tim's not old enough to know something. <laughs> but, like, it was so cool getting We're almost to, the same age there, was Shush. To learn all of these things. But even in talking about, I mean, I know that typically we're, we're nerds. We talk nerd stuff. But honestly, is there really anything more nerdy than musical theater? No, not really. Like, if you think about it, Musical theater more awful than than musical theater. If that's what you musical theater nerds like musical theater performers are also massive nerds, and so I grew okay up, yeah I'll give you that for sure. I grew up with that aspect of pop culture as well that we went and saw musicals. Like my parents, <laughs> my parents took all of us to go see Phantom of the Opera in Toronto in 1998. Like okay. I was I was five. Taking a five-year-old to go see Phantom of the Opera was probably a mistake on some level, but also, um, like, I feel like it definitely changed my brain and, like, imprinted on my brain those, so much. Those are, that's called a scar and trauma. Probably. Probably. Because uh. like, as a five-year-old, it was terrifying. A man comes through the mirror and kidnaps you, and that that's freaking creepy. And then... Well, sure. He strangles people, and this is this is not something you take a five-year-old to see. But when the movie came out in 2004, and I saw the, uh, the other side of the story, and I'm like, oh, hey, this is a kind of a cool story. This is, you see that, yes, he's crazy. Yes, he's traumatized. But he's also this beautiful genius that is as traumatized as he is because he was ostracized and abused and... I don't know. You, it was You know the the funny thing is though, so as much as I hate musicals, really enjoyed Phantom of the Opera. Cuz it's fantastic. I actually even got into the story. So typically when I go if my wife has taken me to something uh so here these are you know this is a core memory when it comes to anything musical related. It's typically my wife telling me to shut up and stop asking her what's going on uh because I am typically completely lost. Like she took me to Les Mis lost lost for three hours of people singing to me in french i didn't understand well that's what a, the hell was that's going understandable on. though yeah plus it sucked and then um false <laughs> but i went to phantom and i was i went because a it's one of those things where i almost think that phantom is one of those things that even if you don't like musicals you have to go see it for the experience it's one of those mm -hmm. things you have to experience um uh, now i went to one that it was a stripped down version it wasn't the the full original chandelier. It wasn't the full, right. you know, everything else. But it was a kind of a one stage, you know, rotating stage, one stage uh, stripped down mm -hmm. version, and it was really, really very cool. And I very much enjoyed. It. I got into the music out of anything, like, like when you know, I, ever you see one of those posts out on social media where they're like, um, "What's a song that nobody thinks that you'll or be surprised mm -hmm. that you know that you would like?" Uh, the main theme from Phantom of the Opera is that song for me. Right. Everybody knows how much I hate musicals. I freaking love that song. It is amazing. The guitar work in that song and how it comes down and just. It is. It is a beautifully written song. And so I think on that, on that, you don't like musicals thing. I think that like John had said that the new Sweeney Todd soundtrack is amazing. You should listen to like just the opening ballad of Sweeney Todd, just for the music, for the musical aspect of it. It is okay. one of the ugliest pieces, but it works because it's 
it's not a pretty story. You don't want pretty music. It's not a pretty story. But the 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 harmonies and the the clashing of the harmonies in that is so much fun. And with you liking the D minor scale in Family Opera, I think that you would enjoy the, the Sweeney Todd very, very much. Sorry, this is where Kathleen goes into music nerd because she oh, no, practically grew up in a no, theater. No, you're doing fine. Well, music uh, so counts I, I got a question for too. you. Hmm. Oh, absolutely it does. It, yeah. Uh, just real quick, as a reminder, guys, the first person to answer the question that's on screen wins a free copy of a digital code for teen, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, the new animated show that has just come out. Uh, so, yeah, make sure you answer that. And okay, so here's a question for you about the Sweeney Todd mm-hmm. soundtrack. I know well, the only thing I know about Sweeney Todd is that uh, uh, you know he killed people. Yes. Do I need to know any more than that to enjoy the music? Do I need to know more of the story? Is what I'm getting at. Do I need to know the I basis mean, okay, of the story? So, yes and no. I mean, I mean, does that does my question make sense? Well, the you music also explains a lot of it. It does. It does. The music doesn't. It does explain a lot of it. Um, so he was sent away because the judge was in love with his wife. He comes back. He wants to get vengeance on the judge because of all of the ways that he was wrong. Easiest way to be able to kill the judge is: Hey, you've already got a straight razor in your hand. Oh, just a little slip, and he's gone. But. Because it's Sondheim, and Sondheim is insane and does very strange things with it. Mm-hmm. In an attempt of hiding his practice bodies, they recycle the meat, and Mrs. Lovett owns a pie shop. Mm-hmm. However, there's a beautiful song about Try the Priest. Yep. Which gets into a whole, whole lot more of, oh god. So, the majority of what I know about Sweeney Todd... Comes from Andy in the office. Okay, <laughs> that's about what I, I mean, know. That's, 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 that's a little bit okay marker to know it from. Because I mean, so if you don't want to just listen to the music, there is the movie version with Johnny Depp and Helena Bonham Carter. It's Tim Burton, and I think that Tim Burton meeting Sondheim is an interesting combination. They they work very well in that. They regard. do. Johnny Depp does not exactly have the best voice for Sweeney, but it worked. And this is something that is very, very difficult for me to say because I hate Josh Groban. I have always hated Josh Groban. (laughs) Josh Groban as Sweeney Todd is beautiful. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I... I struggled when it first... They first started releasing snippets of the, the album, and it's the I don't like Josh Groban. I don't like listening to Josh Groban sing. Why am I enjoying this so much? And he has the absolute perfect voice for Sweeney Todd. And it's, oh, it's just, it, it's scary good. Also, Tim, one of the other actors in it is Gaten Mazzarato from Stranger Things. I can't think of who that is. Dustin. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I forgot about that. One little circle? So Gaten plays Antony. Who's, and then... who, who's the same character that Jamie played in the movie, but then Jamie is Vecna. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So they were on both sets. Okay, cool. Yeah. Like, 
yeah, it's it's weird because Jamie played Anthony in the movie with Johnny Depp and Helena Bonham Carter, and now Gaten's playing the same character on Broadway. So this is actually kind of a, a kind of a, a great lead into the to our last question about this topic tonight. Um, you know the the effect that pop culture has on other aspects of culture. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about a musical, uh, and even though it's you know musicals influenced by you know with the actors that are in it, and how this you know these actors work together here and how they work together there, and although one doesn't necessarily influence the other, but you know we saw Sweeney Todd on The Office. There is that. Um, you know, there's there's all kinds of different references like that where where something about this movie or this thing is referenced inside of the other right. thing. And so like, you know, one of the, one of the best examples for that, in my opinion, and and maybe you guys have a different idea than this. And I guarantee you do, because um, I was thinking of the movie fanboys. I love movies like fanboys that are are paying homage to something. Mm -hmm. And that's why Sharknado to me is so great uh, because it's, it's the ridiculous amount of campy fun that has like homage after homage after homage to all these, these different pop culture things. And like Ready Player One is fantastic mm-hmm. for that. Book is better than the movie, but the movie's still excellent. So there are so many of those things where they just stack on top of each other. Because oh, sure. when you think about it in that way, you could also get into parodies. Mm-hmm. Things like Spaceballs. I love Spaceballs. Oh, yeah. oh my god, I love Spaceballs so much. Just every line. They've gone is to plan. Just just oh my god. That your Schwartz is as big as mine. Think just and the dumbest lines. Every line in those movies is a quote you can use for something mm-hmm. ridiculous. And if you think about the- oh, pop ahead, culture please. influencing other pop culture, like the entire Walt Disney Corporation mm-hmm. is built off of fairy tales that were written by the Brothers Grimm. Like yep. they took Grimm fairy tales and made them child friendly. And built a multi-billion-dollar industry off of it. You're not wrong. Like, Very much not wrong. It's, <laughs> Snow White is not as as um, nice as uh, the Disney movie. Oh gosh, no! It's terrifying. <laughs> it's a little Cinderella. brutal. Cinderella yeah. and her her stepsisters cutting yeah. their toes off to try to get the the glass mm-hmm. slipper to fit, and the description of the slipper filling with blood, and it's like. And then the fact that their eyes get pecked out by birds, like mm-hmm. I don't remember seeing of any of that in the stuff. Disney version. No, but it's in Into the Woods, which is also Sondheim. Mm-hmm. There you go. But even then, I I put in one of the things as like an example is the Akira motorcycle like skidding to a stop. Every movie or TV show or anything that involves a motorcycle has the Akira motorcycle scene. Mm-hmm. I can. I'm pretty sure it was in the Fast and Furious. It was in Teen Titans. It was in literally everything that involves a motorcycle has that like sideways skid to a halt, and then just oh, staring sure, yeah. back at the oh, yeah. at the the camera. And that happened <laughs> once. That was the first time it was popped up. Uh, I don't think my, John says. I don't think my daughter should be listening anymore. Something about eyes that their eyes give her were any very ideas. pretty. I have grim fairy, the Grim Fairy Tales. I can start reading them to her, John. That's that's uh, between you. I wouldn't. I uh, wouldn't say it's a bedtime story, but yes. it's definitely a story. It's also, definitely a story. He's the dad who brought home Terry Pratchett to read to her the other day. I mean, honestly, there could be worse. Fair. But yeah, I mean, there could be worse. 
I I love how as the the joke goes, it's turtles all the way down. As pop culture influences every single thing around it, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I, I, it's so good. I, in fact, <clears throat> one of my favorite bands uh, is NSP Ninja Sex Party, and they're. I'm in- sorry, what? Yeah, that's the name of the band. Hello. Their entire thing is just making really funny, like, parody songs about games they've played, about the characters that they've developed that are the people in the band. Like, one of them is uh, Ninja Brian, which is a ninja that just murks everyone in every music video, and the other one is Danny Sexbang. Like, it's the dumbest thing, and it's just all of that plays homage to like video games and random comic books uh, uh one of my other favorite bands is twerp which is twrp they used to be called tupperware remix party i have a lot of weird bands but honestly twerp is the is my all-time favorite band because of how their music works imagine daft punk mixed with ska mixed with like I'm walking on sunshine. That vibe my, is all of their music is just my like brain, my brain now hurts. Oh yeah. Uh, best songs if you want to listen to them is Bright Blue Sky and Atomic Karate. I'm not saying that I'm not gonna go check them out. I'm just saying that the idea of it makes my brain hurt a little bit. <laughs> but they were inspired by other pop culture like Daft Punk, mm-hmm. things like that, and now they're out and about. They're just a group of Canadians with. The most insane lore for their characters, because the people in the band play characters in the band. Like Lord Phobos is a ruler of a galaxy and the most terrifying warlord. You have Doctor Sung, who is a time traveler who goes to the future, but also back in time, and is from Canada, but in the future past. Mm-hmm. It gets so much more confusing. That hurts my brain. Yes. But their music You're is like, great. Yes. Yes, it does. Uh, you should see their lead bassist, Commander Meowch. He's a cat. <laughs> However, speaking of brain hurting, <laughs> did, did anybody else watch the trailer for the 60th anniversary of Doctor Who? No, I did not. I oh, saw it, my gosh. shared it to oh, Mimi, and wait then I was is waiting the- for her to come home. Is that the new one with uh, with uh, Patrick uh, Harris? Yeah, with yeah, MPH is in it with, with David Tennant and uh-huh. uh, what's your name? Okay, yes, I did watch that one. Catherine Tate. Sorry. Yes, I have thank you. Not because I saw the trailer. I didn't hit play. I shared it to Mimi, and we're gonna watch okay. it when she gets home from work. So it's very cool. And have I'm not you, a huge Doctor Who fan. I thought it was very cool. Have you heard anything about what they've confirmed about Neil Patrick Harris's character? Just that he's uh, an old. I do have. You I, want the, to know. Doctor Who is Mimi's thing. I mainly want to share it with her for excitement, but if you tell me things, I'm not going to spoil anything for her. So they have confirmed that Neil Patrick Harris's character is the Celestial Toymaker, Ooh. who they have not had in the show since the 60s. Yeah, it's like a 60 year old hmm. character. That's all I remember seeing. Like. He's, like, next on the list after the master of seriously messed up characters. Mm-hmm. 
that his his thing is locking you in your own mind and trapping you in nightmares. Like, and now Neil Patrick Harris is this celestial toy maker with a campy German accent. If it's got if it's got NPH, chances are I'm probably going to watch it. Oh, so it's excited! Gonna happen. It's gonna. I happen. think that there's going to be an FSF Popcast um, special Doctor Who 60th anniversary show. We should get Pruitt on that one. Absolutely. Get <laughs> who? Oh, Pruitt. Oh, yeah. Uh, Spooner too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure they would jump in for sure. Uh, you know, they both have had much to do with Doctor Who, especially on the audio, on the audio side of things. But yeah. With you know Pruitt Watt writing Doctor Who and Spooner voice acting in Doctor Who, I mean, right? You know, so that'd be really cool. That'd be a lot of fun. All right. Well, yeah, I actually very much enjoyed tonight. This has been a lot of fun. This has been. This, this has been great. Just to kind of. And the, the the longer I drink the the weird grass water, the less disgusting it gets. Okay, now I just want to make it happen. If you can get Fred on, I will get I will I will do anything I can in my own power to get Spooner on a live show with us so that we can uh have him in in real time tell Fred what he thinks, which would be uh, absolutely positively worth it. And still one of my James still Spooner one and of my, my brother. Still one of my absolute favoriteest things to ever have happened on our air. I um, might just listen to that part of the episode on a semi-regular basis because it makes me laugh. I mean, I have it on uh, as a TikTok. I'm not saying, but I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, that that portion cut down just so it can be a TikTok, just so I can enjoy it because it yeah. should just be shared like twice a month. I mean, you're not wrong. So. Um, but yeah, we guys, uh, if you guys have enjoyed Tea Time, uh, let us know what your thoughts are. If there's topics that you want us to dive into, now we've got a few planned out for the next couple next couple times we plan on doing this. But you know, this is this is I'm hoping will become an evolving organic thing where we're involving. Our hope is to have you know we're going to have guests in to have you know to talk about these things with us. But we thought for tonight for the kickoff episode of this that we would do it just. Just us, just the FSF podcast. And uh, I, I want to give credit, like I said, give credit where credit is due. This is Ben's idea, and I'm so glad that Ben brought this to the table because it's been a, a fun conversation. And I think that this is something that, that uh, you know, uh, especially when it comes to the live shows, this has made it way more enjoyable than just, okay, I've got to think of this thing with that and the other thing. Not doing another Mad Lib. Yeah. Oh God, never another Mad Lib. Never, <laughs> ever, ever, ever another Mad Lib that went so horribly awry. And I do mean horribly awry. <laughs> horribly awry. So, but yeah. Borderline cancer. Um, so pretend we don't exist. Move to a different it, country. It was strongly considered. I'm not even going to pretend. Um so, uh, sadly, we did not get a chance to give away all of our uh, TMNT codes tonight. So we had a couple available, and we'll make sure that we get those into uh, onto our podcast page. Uh, we'll probably make it a, a Twitter giveaway. So you'll, you'll need to follow us on Twitter, or if you're X. desperate enough to call it X, uh, go ahead. But, uh, yeah, it's Twitter. I don't care what you say. Anyway, but follow us on the Dead Bird app, and you can... Uh, 
Dead Bird app. <laughs> on the Dead Bird app. That's right. Chicken uh, nugget. And, uh, we'll we'll be giving away codes to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles show on there. And oh, Mike! Yes, absolutely. It is Woo! the dragon. The last right. second. Congratulations, Mike! Congratulations, Mike! Absolutely, that's fantastic. All right, so Mike, here is what I want you to do. I got to go up and find it because I'm really bad at this. Uh, send us an email to info at fsfpodcast.com, and I will email you a digital code for your enjoyment of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Uh, I'll make sure that happens yet tonight. If you'll send me that, uh, send me that email, please, and I'll get that off to you. I got one just a moment ago. I just checked uh, from IE whose name, again, I'm sure I am slaughtering to the nth degree. But, uh, again, thank you so much for participating. And, Mike, send me that email, and we'll get you taken care of. But thanks for thanks for playing along. All right, very cool. Well, that gets us to the end of our show, and we got a little bit of business Alrighty. to take care of. Let's do this. So last Friday, we aired our interview with the iconic voice actor Pat Fraley. Pat is the voice of Crying, which was also the answer to the first question that nobody answered. Anyway. And that Casey one right there. <laughs> Casey that Jones question. From Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, along with roles in G.I. Joe, Toy Story, Super Friends, The Incredible Hulk, Scooby-Doo. And I would run out of words if I tried to continue reading his IMDb. Yeah, so the cool thing is, is that Pat's a teacher as well. And I know we have a little bit of, you know, scripting here, but uh, but Pat's a teacher. And so not only was he talking to us about what he's enjoyed in life and why he does what he does and, and everything else. Uh, you're very welcome, Mike. Thank you. Um, but he also talked about why he teaches and how he teaches. And even though Kathleen and I are not voice actors, he was teaching us during the episode. It's a really very cool interview. And I hope more people get a chance to watch it uh, and enjoy that episode. Uh, and you can still find that episode of SFF. Uh, FSF Popcast on our YouTube channel uh, and your favorite audio podcast providers. And remember, your subscription to our YouTube channel is a major help, so please don't forget to click the like and subscribe uh, as you watch the videos. Leave a comment on favorite parts or any kind of cool things you like about uh, our episodes. Yeah, I'm glad absolutely. I don't have to say that part anymore. I got to the point where I could recite that in my sleep. I'm not at that part yet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give it a couple there. weeks. And uh, speaking of our our next upcoming interview, uh, right here, John says that he'll have this week's episode edited and done sometime tomorrow, unless he gets distracted by video games, which is oh, possible. Yeah. I understand. He found, he found a, a dual pack of Assassin's Creed for the Switch for like twenty bucks, and it's he, yeah. That, that would be very well, distracting. Well, I what get Assassin's it. Creed? Uh, the pirate one. Uh, oh, okay, then he's gone. You go yeah. find a new husband. Black flag, and I think the other one is rogue. Again, you're, he's yeah, gone. Yeah, no, he's he's gonna be sailing the seas and go done. I mean, like honestly, so I was I was gone when he got home from work today. I was at a doctor's appointment, and when I came home, he was in the same spot that he had been since he got home while playing Black Flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that's sounds about right. A thing. John, you gotta all go right. find all the shanties because, yeah, it, in the beginning the shanties are eh, but once you start collecting them, you get into the really, really good See, shanties. He, he had there it for go. PS3. 
he had Black Flag for the PS3, and it was the one video game that, like, I would not sit in the room with him while he was playing it, because he loves doing the whaling parts of it. And I'm like, can you stop, please? No. No. I never did the whaling. I would literally just jump on my ship, sail off into the open, right. maybe do a dive every now and then. I know they won't hold still. It's a movement-based game. You gotta, you gotta clamber around things. All right. So you can see this picture up on the screen yes. with Gary Witta. That is this week's guest. And uh, if John gets that done tomorrow, we'll get that up on our Patreon channel for you guys to be able to listen to early or watch early if you so choose for as little as three dollars a month. Now, who is Gary Witta, and why do you want to to listen to this episode? First off, Gary is amazing. I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, super cool, uh, super super duper cool guy, and uh, Gary wrote Rogue One, the mm-hmm. Star Wars story, and we talk about that and some of our favorite moments in Rogue One. And and you know, unfortunately, one of the moments that's my favorite in Rogue One, he didn't write, but he absolutely loves it still. And and so that wasn't the part of the movie that he wrote, but but yeah. So Gary was one of the featured writers of Rogue One, a Star Wars story. He also wrote the Book of Eli, one of my favorite uh, and, movies. Yeah, absolutely. And his newest novel is called Gun Dog, and that has just come out. Now, according to his good friend Felicia Day, uh, if you like sci-fi and mechs, you have no reason to not this to not go buy this book. And we have a link for the we'll have a link for that book down in the show notes down below here in just a, a couple of moments. But Gun Dog is out available now in all your favorite book distributors, and you'll have an opportunity to go check that out. And also, the audio version of it, if you are like Tim and you can't read a book, but you can have a re- book read to you. And actually, uh, so here, here's the cool part about that audio version of the book. If you want to go check out the uh, the Gundog audio version, go to Audible. And it's acted by Shannon Woodward. And, oh, goodness, who was the other person? I can't remember who he said the other person was. Uh, but there's a couple people there. One person doing the narration, and Shannon does um, a lot of the mechs and the, and the, mm-hmm. the voice acting and and all that stuff. Uh, and it? I feel bad that I can't remember it now, but I didn't write it down. So and I've slept since then. So, um, yeah, it's like every night, you know, I go to sleep. The, you know, just wipes clean. Troy so, but yeah, good. Deletes. Troy, yeah. Troy Baker. That's right. Mm-hmm. So Shannon Woodward and Troy Baker are the ones that uh, did the voice acting for it. And it's available on Audible. And I will be checking that out here very shortly because it sounds like an amazing book. Uh, and if you like Max Gundam, that type of stuff, this book should be right up your alley. So I have uh, to say, every time Gundam gets said, my brain brain says Gungam and whoop, Gundam style starts playing, and it gets really bad. To the there, there's that pop culture again. Uh, yeah, there it is the the crossover, but but not quite the crossover when that you're looking for. Now, <laughs> I'm assuming we have a whole bunch of the the extra bits we couldn't fit. This is a long interview for like the best possible reasons. Do we have yeah. all those extra bits as like there will be lots of bonus fo- lots of oh, bonus yeah. footage on this episode. Uh so. and so yeah, at the end of the week when we post when the episode goes public, uh we'll be dropping bonus clips into Patreon of all these extra conversations and things that we had about how he's been playing Baldur's Gate with Felicia Day and some other friends on Twitch and the absolute ridiculousness that they're having uh on those mm. streams. And the ridiculousness of his computer setup with a 48-inch or 49-inch curved monitor with another monitor above. And and I don't know if you saw this the other day, Ben, but on he posted this on threads. He now has put a 45-inch TV off to the left-hand side of it. So he's got 
He's got a curved monitor, 48-inch curved monitor here. He's got a 30-something monitor above it and a 40-something TV next to it. It's just the back computer. It is. It's, he is He is slowly but slowly but surely building the bat cave in his in his office and gary is just the coolest dude so yeah yeah, we had fun with him and that comes out hopefully the next day or two on on uh uh, hopefully by wednesday we'll have that up at the latest on uh on patreon but definitely comes out on friday on on youtube and all the podcast locations but we of course recommend that you check us out on good pods because good pods loves us and we love them yes we do true but if you're trying to get all that bonus stuff, only on Patreon. Only on Patreon. more reason to get our Patreon. Absolutely. There's so much cool stuff. Uh, with all, And almost every interview has extra bonus footage. So if you're looking for cool bonus footage, Patreon's a place to go. And yeah. So anyway, on that note, let us say goodbye to these fair people who have, who have supported us this evening and all the comments. Thank you guys for all of that. Uh, we certainly had a lot of fun. And I can't wait to do this version of our live show again until next time it's gonna be fun bye goodbye on behalf of the rest of the hosts of the fsf podcast we want to thank you for listening to this episode if you'd like to be a guest on a future episode please contact us by means of twitter or instagram using the handle at fsf podcast or go to www.fsfpodcast.com and click on the contact thanks again and hope you enjoyed the episode (laughs) 